0: All
1: this week we were away from each other, but that's not going to stop us.
0: Nothing's going to stop us now. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I had to fill in an earlier shift, so we weren't actually talking on the radio. So there's right. a lot of breaks that might not be together, but we did yeah. talk about a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Our brains are, are communicating.
0: Sympatico in that way. We knew what was the big hot topics. We
1: knew. Uh, did you ever stop at Hot Topic in the mall? Oh my gosh, yes! Did you? I had a a Slayer shirt, <laughs> but it said it was a kitten, and it said uh, I can't remember something Scratcher? Ha- something like That's amazing. Oh, it was like Killer or something like that. I was yeah. Like, oh wow! But uh, yeah, I had that when I was younger.
0: Um, I had a uh, which because you, did you go to the Bellingham Hot Topic? Bellingham, yeah, yeah, sweet, me too. Okay, I had one shirt from there, and it was it was a. This is like the opposite of what you usually would get at Hot Topic. Oh, it was a Led Zeppelin T-shirt with like that, uh, you know, that like naked angel. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. It was like that big, huge on my tummy. It was one of my favorite shirts.
1: Oh, they had all sorts of band shirts. It That's was true. Good. When
0: you think of Hot Topic, no, the color scheme that you think of is not like you know blue and skin color on white. It's green
1: and. The color of studs. And blood colors. Blood and black. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is hot. And like a purple. Oh, I love top topic. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Good stuff.
0: Did you ever wear those bracelets? Like those two little rubber bracelets that you Um, like link to each other? Of course.
1: And they had different (laughs) meanings. Like what like red meant sex. And like pink meant love. And Mm -hmm. yellow meant jealousy or whatever.
0: I think okay, well, for me and my friends, they were just like buddies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, they
1: were like sex bracelets. I
0: know they were sex bracelets. Like, what? <laughs> it was like brown meant you did butt stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
1: You're like, oh my god, did you see Jodine? She was totally wearing a brown bracelet. <laughs> was it
0: actually brown? I'm just making I that up. I don't know. I don't think <laughs>
1: there would be brown. <laughs> just uh, neon colors, but yeah.
0: That's sweet. I'm so glad you wore those. Yeah,
1: me too. Um, me this too. week,
0: though, because I was, you know, lonely, I was chatting with our friends over at uh, 100.3 The Queue. Yeah. And it was so damn hot this week in Victoria. Mhm. Like and it was nice here because they hadn't blasted the freezing cold air conditioning on us quite <sighs> so yet. So nice, yeah. So I was sitting in here fitzing all week like it was hot as hell. Oh,
1: I'm glad I wasn't in the studio with oh, yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you should be. So I wore shorts much of the week and one day Ryan from across the hall um, was wearing shorts as well and I was like, "Hey, Twinsies, let's get a picture." <laughs> and he um
1: He's the last person you would want
0: a photo. Yeah, I know. What's the deal? Because I was <laughs> like, oh, he's an old man. But just no. this morning, I was leaving my building, and there was like a guy that was probably the same age as Ryan Yeah, taking a like selfie in front of the flowers with his surfboard. Oh, that's so cool. It was cool. Right? I was like, what a cool guy. Like, yeah. Yeah, and he was. I think he was going surfing with his son or boogie boarding or something. Yeah,
1: that's really cool. Yeah. I think it was a personal thing, Paul. <laughs> that Ryan
0: just doesn't want to <laughs> take a photo t- of okay. me. <laughs> And I said to him, let's go from, like, the the dongs down. That's terrible.
1: So we just <laughs> get our legs that? in
0: it. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I would have said no, too.
0: Well, here's we, a clip. We weren't even
1: that matching.
0: No, no, we weren't at all. We no. were totally different types of shorts. Yeah. He wears, like, classic past-the-knee cargos, and I'm, like, an above-the-knee guy. Yeah. Hey, cool guys. Want to be cool? Keep it above the knee.
1: No. Don't you think that I looks better care. on dudes? No. You like baggy shorts on dudes? You know what I, I learned about you? Is that if someone doesn't have the exact same style as you, you think that their style is trash.
0: <laughs> I know, it's not just different, it's No, trash. it's
1: trash. Like, oh, they look terrible. Like, they should wear a plain black t-shirt like I do. You see what I'm wearing? This no, is good. No. This is good. <laughs>
0: that is good for the most part because it's simple. Look at there is, don't you agree that there is a certain aesthetic? I think the boys from Queer Eye would agree with me. hmm and they don't say the word trash that often. Honey,
1: you do not do the French tuck. I have never seen you French tuck.
0: I will show you my whole high school yearbook. All I did was French tuck.
1: With what, though? Sweatpants? No, no. my uniform. Really? I had to wear like Catholic uh, boy's uniform. Oh, that's pretty chill. Yeah. That's and I,
0: dope. And I would get in trouble for it. They'd be like, "Tuck the back of that shirt in, young man. Yeah. No butt stuff for you. Except, no, no. Okay, whoa. Um, so anyways here's a clip uh, from Ryan and Heather uh, making fun
1: Turpinia?
0: of me I uh, gotta love it. 18 degrees in Victoria we could sunshine up and butt highs of 16 tomorrow our radio buddy across the hall hey Ryan let's take a photo of her legs because we're both wearing shorts well, why think, I think why? the thing is why? why 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 does anybody want to see two dudes wearing shorts from the waist below. What kind of photo would that be? How is that original? Unique? Well, you guys look good in shorts, but Paul just likes to show off his legs any chance he gets. Hey, let's take a picture of our legs. Well, no, he wanted the full picture and he was trying to compromise with you and that's why he said from the legs down. (laughs) (laughs) And then he tried to get me to do it where you weren't paying attention or somebody would distract you so you'd look the other way. Because we knew that you wouldn't want to do it. You got that right. This is the Q afternoon show.
1: Heather does have a point that you always want to show off your legs. I remember at softball, you'd be like, "Yeah, look at my legs!" Like you'd want everyone to look at them. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be saying, "Look at my legs." Yes. I just wear shorts that are, you know, pretty like much. You. Yeah, they're they're dong up rather than dong down. They're dong up, oh, and that's wow. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man,
1: that's funny. Well, thanks. Yeah.
0: Um, so, um, salute to our rock and roll neighbors across the hall.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're good. Old, though.
0: Oh, my God, they're <laughs> dusty. So old. So old. <laughs> How could you?
1: All right. So, yeah, for today's podcast, it's just a collection of us by ourselves.
0: hmm. Tried to m- mold it, meld yeah. it. Melt Thank it. you for doing that. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, hopefully we'll be back next week with a regular pod. I hope
1: so. Okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, So today on Google, if you use Google like me every single day of my life, I rely so heavily on it, uh, they have a featured image uh, with what they call tenji blocks. And I, I had no idea that these blocks were used for uh, people who are visually impaired. This is incredible, I learned something new today. Uh, So 52 years ago, Saichi Miyake invented Tenji blocks, and this pretty much changed the way visually impaired people interact with the world. Now there are these uh, blocks that you'll see on uh, subway stations, on uh, railway platforms, and also just places all around like larger cities. And they have these textures on there, which actually kind of are used as signs for visually impaired people. So you'll see ones with uh, little circles that are raised and that is acts actually as like a stop sign for uh, people with canes or you can feel them with your feet as well. So it's pretty incredible. If you uh, go to Google, you can press on it and learn a little bit more about it. Uh, this is something that I have noticed but I never knew what they were actually used for. Uh, and that may be the same as you wander the city. Now you can kind of spot them and say, oh, those are Tenji blocks. Celebrating 52 years today, pretty cool. BC Ferries has uh, received a detailed study of what a passenger-only ferry could look like from uh, the West Shore to downtown Victoria. Uh, this could really help with uh, with traffic on the island. Now, they said that this study was 201 pages. It's just a study at this point. You know, there's no decisions or anything, but they are, you know, in the preliminary stages of determining whether or not it could actually happen. And the report looks like there's three possible ferry terminals Royal Bay, Esquimalt, and Ship Point. So I'm sure we're going to be hearing more news about that as that study is kind of looked at. And, uh, you know, we could be seeing another ferry in uh, Victoria and the surrounding areas, which would be great.
0: Okay, the crazy thing about it, though, is, do you know who's doing this and who submitted the study? Is SNC-Lavalin. The company, the engineering and procurement and construction service company... That has been in the news nonstop for the last, what, six weeks? Because of the scandal and everything. That's been all, and all the Prime Minister, and all Jody Wilson-Raybould, and all that, just all swirling around this company's name, SNC-Lavalin. And I always think, too, it's, it's so prominent in the coverage, that company's name, of this whole horrible thing that's going on in our country, that I always think to myself whenever I see it, I'm like, boy, I hate to be doing whatever it is that say does, because, well, yes, yeah, like it will be tainted now. I feel like everything will be tainted. And now, this is what they're doing in our own region is this potential West Shore passenger ferry. I want this so badly. Uh, they're thinking the conclusions that they got out of the study was that they would do a ferry that ran for 16 hours of the day every 30 minutes from Royal Bay down to Ship Point in downtown, which makes so much sense. Those you know houses in those neighborhoods that are popping up in Royal Bay and only building more, uh, you know, to get downtown nice and easy and to skip the entire Callwood crawl. How wonderful! By going across the water. Oh! like our ancestors dreamed of. What goddess could ferry us across a water? Well, hopefully the goddess of BC ferries and snc Lavalon to build this thing. But did you hear this weekend, news really broke about J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter books um, and who's involved with uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. obviously. J.K. Rowling herself came out and we already knew that uh, Dumbledore, beloved character Dumbledore, let's just say, was into guys, right? We knew that. And it was... We knew kind of that him and Grindelwald from the movie Crimes of Grindelwald, they had a little thing going. But in the DVD commentary, apparently, she is, like, super explicit about just how intense their romantic relationship was. And everyone is just making fun of her now, just being like, do you need to go into this much detail? It's great... To have this character be gay—that's wonderful. A big, prominent character in this story, and uh, and that be a thing. But like, do we need this much detail? And on one hand, it is—it's true. It's just like, yeah, we don't really get like that into the nitty-gritty of all the other relationships and the other, you know, hooking up that goes on with Harry Potter. We all kind of imagine what's going on, sneaking out late at night, invisibility cloak, sneaking into the Slytherin dungeon or whatever it's called, right? So that's not in there. Why do you need to go so ham with Dumbledore? But on, on, on the other hand, though, it's like, well, maybe that's nice. Maybe that's how we normalize that.
1: Now, over the weekend, I'm sure you've heard about Egg Boy. Yeah, he has gained a whole bunch of uh, fame over the weekend for egging Fraser Anning. Now, if you don't know who Fraser Anning is, he's a senator and uh, he had a lot of things to say that a lot of people did not agree with, including myself. Um, He blamed New Zealand's mosque attacks on the country's immigration program, which is just terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, These are murderous attacks by a violent right wing extremist terrorists in New Zealand and to blame it on immigration is just disgusting so egg boy comes into play because he is a 17 year old who decided to egg Fraser Anning live on TV. Um, So I guess he was doing an interview and the 17 year old came up behind him and cracked an egg on his head. But the way Anning uh, responded was with violence and ended up punching the 17 year old twice and then he got tackled by like four grown men and uh, was arrested as well. The charges were dropped. Um, But what's really incredible is the kind of like outpour um, after this had happened, people created a GoFundMe page for Egg Boy. It's called Our Hero, Egg Boy, with an I, uh, to help cover any legal fees and to buy him more eggs. Um, and they actually ended up raising over $50,000. And of course, Egg Boy, being the hero that he is, um, his name is William Connolly, he decided to donate the majority of that money to the victims of the Christchurch terrorist attacks, which is pretty incredible. And one of my favorite comments was eggs do not cause permanent damage, but racism and extremism does.
0: got another chance to uh, prove how great they are last night, and they absolutely uh, pounced on it.
1: The Arkells did win for Rock Album of the Year as well as Group of the Year uh, at the Junos, which uh, all around is incredible. But what they did uh, with their speech was even more incredible. So Jeremy Dutcher won for Indigenous Music Album of the Year. A big congratulations to him, but what was unfortunate is that he had such a powerful speech, but it got cut off after 60 seconds as a In in award ceremonies. Not in any
0: like, uh, you know, mean or nasty way, just that's how award shows are. You go over your little allowable time, even if you happen to be in the middle of a pretty impassioned speech about what reconciliation looks like in our country, even if it's a little bit. Of a critique of a certain prime minister and he got cut off they played him the music and he was like oh all right and then he just wraps up and walks off the stage
1: and what the arkells did when they went to go do their acceptance speech uh, for their rock album of the year award they brought jeremy back on stage to finish his speech about reconciliation and it was just incredibly powerful so
0: much wisdom shared on the stage tonight but uh our friend jeremy didn't get a chance to finish so he's going to finish the night as he should jeremy come on And don't cut off the don't start the music. He's gonna go as long as he wants, okay?
1: This is what holding space looks like Thank you To my manager. I'm sorry. I have joined the Arkells. I will not be They just have they have a better rider
0: Can't confirm. The Arkells do a pretty good rider. Uh, That was a great moment from last night. And then Jeremy gets to finish his speech. It's not that much longer. It's like another three minutes or so. And uh, it's definitely uh, worth your time watching on YouTube, for sure.
1: So congratulations to both Jeremy Dutcher and the Arkells for the big Juno wins this weekend. Remember MySpace? Yeah, it was like the SoundCloud or the Bandcamp of its time. People would, you know, record music in their basement and uh, upload it with GarageBand. And it was just a a place to get music online. And it was also, you know, the first big social media platform. Of course, MySpace hasn't really been in the news. No one's really using MySpace right now. If you are, I would love to talk to you. (laughs) Why are you still using MySpace? You can still go to MySpace. You can go to the homepage. But apparently they actually made the news today because they accidentally deleted all of the music. We're talking millions of tracks from 2003 to 2015. They were all accidentally deleted uh, due to some sort of server migration project. They weren't really being... I don't know, too upfront about exactly how it was all deleted. So if you happen to still go back to MySpace to listen to, you know, your, your emo songs, or like Panic at the Disco, whatever it may be, um, unfortunately, it's all gone now. And it's pretty incredible to think about because some of the biggest bands that we listen to now started on MySpace. Like Arctic Monkeys actually got their start on MySpace, uploading all their, their music to their Calvin Harris, Panic at the Disco, the list goes on. Wild. It got me thinking, though, what would happen if that happened to, say, Facebook? All of the content, photos, videos, everything you've uploaded to Facebook just magically disappeared because of an accident. I think we almost need that right now because it's, it's becoming a dark place.
0: Hey, uh, put down your favorite uh, true crime and murder podcast for one second and I'll be your true crime and murder podcast. Um, uh, some new DNA evidence has come to light in the Jack the Ripper case. And so, this new study uh, is putting forward this theory that Jack the Ripper was a guy named Aaron Kaminsky. And I know, it's like at this point, Jack the Ripper. I'm supposed to say this name and I'm supposed to be like, oh, not Aaron, no, Kaminsky, uh-huh! right? It's like, you don't know who this guy is. But anyways, one of the most notorious serial killers of all time, uh, the uh, case that really brought kind of serial killer to public awareness, uh, And I think it's this guy, Aaron Kaminsky, a 23-year-old barber of Polish descent who lived in London at the time. And apparently, too, the investigators at the time had his name written down in some notes. What they did is they found a little fluid, bodily fluid on a shawl. Um, that was found on one of Jack the Ripper's victims, and it's a close match for a current living relative of this Kaminsky guy. Does that mean 23 and Me or those like send away swab the inside of your mouth the DNA tests have they now solved this case as well? Oh my gosh! There is a little bit of hinkiness in this. People are saying that maybe this is not the case. Because uh, they were saying that the shawl never belonged to this victim for various reasons. And this Kaminsky guy could have got it and worn it himself somewhere else at some other time in his life. And, of course, justice cannot be done to this guy. You know, police never made an arrest in the Jack the Ripper case. Uh, just And they just know that this Kaminsky person, who was a person of interest, died of gangrene in an institution in the year 1919. Yeah. Is it is it bad even to be dragging his name through the mud, even though we don't really know whether or not it was for really, really, really him? You know? It's not like Scotland Yard has come out and like are clapping their hands and be like, nope, for sure. This was it. Case closed. Do your murder podcast about this now.
1: Art Aronson came to me, he's our, our news reporter, and said that there were three cougar sightings in Saanich.
0: Four cougar sightings in Saanich. <laughs> This is putting the entire region on cougar alert, okay?
1: Apparently, as uh, weather gets a little bit warmer, we're expected to see more cougars.
0: The first sighting came at about 10 p.m. on Sunday, when a Queenswood Drive resident reported seeing a cougar attack
1: a deer. So if you are in the Saanich area, be careful. Uh, Make sure that you are constantly keeping an eye on your pets and your children as well.
0: Don't have uh, Scarfles or Scruffles. Sorry, what's your dog's name? Scarfles, is it? Don't have Scarfles running around outside in the backyard if there's a cougar, you know, uh, going around in the area. What do you got? all those backyard chickens? Delicious. Both for me and a cougar. The good advice that's coming out from Saanich Police right now is to be aggressive and make loud noises. Th- I always forget that, right? When I'm out in the woods, I'm like, oh, shoot. A bear and or a cougar. Which one's loud? Which ones be quiet? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, now I'm dead. With the cougars, think of it like your house cat. They don't want to be annoyed by the loud noises, right? You make a loud noise around your cat, and what does it do? That scampering thing where it runs away, and then it like skids out on the um, hardwood, and then it like just, its butt goes flying while it runs away. If you make a loud noise, think of that when you're face to face with a cougar. Be aggressive, make loud noises. That's how you stay cougar aware and cougar safe. Uh-
1: We're in like full on spring mode. Today is actually the first day of spring. And I know that comes with a lot of allergies for people, especially here in Victoria, since we are what they are calling the bloomingest, which I didn't know was a word, the bloomingest community. Uh, we have a whole lot of flowers. What is it? Nineteen billion flowers in Victoria bloomed right now so that's a lot especially if you are uh, struggling with allergies now something that I've realized about spring is that we don't have like a designated flavor for for spring you know how in winter it's like peppermint and yeah candy cane sort of flavors and then in fall we have pumpkin spice of course And then summer has like fruity sort of ciders and, you know, anything that you want to drink outside or eat outside, fruits and things like that. But there's nothing really that says spring. What is something that you eat that immediately makes you think of spring? Actually, help me out because I I have no idea. And a lot of people are saying mini eggs. That's a good one. Um, A lot of fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. Um, What else was there? Oh, this one was interesting. Churros? I don't often eat churros, but I'm in. Yeah, sure. Apparently you can get them at Big Wheel Burger. That's pretty great. Um, We also had Christina text in saying lavender. Yeah, that's becoming a popular one for sure. Lavender shortbread cookies, lavender lattes. Delicious. Love it. And my favorite one, I think, um, who was it? It was the patio beers. Actually, there was a few people who texted that in. (laughs) Okay. A
0: couple of stories coming out of the States today, which is totally right now. Got my mind all blown, and I'm thinking about, like, the Great Magnet and Karmic Retribution and, like, what is delivered onto different people in various places. The guy in Nebraska, which, by the way, I didn't even realize this, but Nebraska is uh, apparently uh, experiencing historic floodwaters right now. All right, So a uh, guy is uh, walking through a field, uh, walking back to their car, and all of a sudden he spots some debris. And they go over to it, and inside, or there they see as part of the debris, is a uh, beer fridge. Open it up. Thing's full of beers. Cold beers that the floodwaters, again, somehow, I don't know how, delivered to a farm in Nebraska. Where did it come from? Who knows? Is someone missing all these beers now, or are these delivered from on high? Okay, now consider this. Down in Texas, different people, obviously. Guy crawls under his house <laughs> to check because the cable went out or something like that. And he sees a couple of snakes. Whoa, swoo, rattlers, oh boy. God, I better call the whoever, the rattler controller, or whatever, calls them. And they haul out 45 rattlesnakes under this one guy's house. If I have like a rattlesnake under my house, I would probably just move. 45 rattlesnakes. Right? Isn't that just the way life goes? Sometimes you get a fridge full of beers and sometimes you get a whole undercarriage of your house full of snakes.
1: At Swartz Bay, it's definitely in need of a little bit of a makeover in that area. I've noticed whenever I'm you know, a foot passenger or whatever it may be, I just kind of don't know what to do with my time. It's so uncomfortable to try and get to the cafe if you need food if you happen to miss your ferry you have to go through all this traffic it's really far away there's not many like lookout points or anything like that so i'm very happy that they are going forward with this 25 year plan to revamp swartz bay ferry terminal they're supposed to add infrastructure upgrades to the pickup and drop off zone so it'll be a lot more you know easy to get through there revamp the foot passenger waiting area and the outdoor area it looks gorgeous it's supposed to have this waterfront boardwalk including green space which is something that they definitely needed especially if you have pets and stuff like that there's not many places to take them so that'll be great more cafeteria options and my favorite part of it all is the rooftop patio that they're going to be um, adding it'll be overlooking Swartz Bay which I think is just fantastic now the first phase of the project is anticipated to start in 2020 so pretty quick
0: Number one, Apple has uh, announced that they're going to make uh, a new version of the AirPods. They're going to look exactly the same. They'll be the same price, so it's not that old ruse where they're like, yeah, new it is $40 more more. But uh, look it, I have AirPods, and I really love them a lot. I think they're great. <sighs> Wear them all the time. Okay. Now, if I was to sit there and shove my AirPods in, And just be listening to silence, would you call that meditation or would you call me like I'm just sitting there listening to nothing? Well, these guys have got a uh, GoFundMe going that they have blasted past their goal to do pretty much just that. But they want to release a 20-minute vinyl record that is just 20 minutes of silence for silent meditation. And again, like you can call this a dumb idea all you want, but they wanted $600 to produce the record. And they, again, blasted through that goal. They've raised over $4,000. So there's enough people out there that, number one, are into vinyl records. But number two, feel that there is enough of a thing there that if you put the record down and you drop the needle and you just hear silence or the pops and the cracks and the clicks and whatever of dust on the record... That that's worth contributing to the Kickstarter and now maybe going out to your, what? Did you go to a a record store? A music store? And buy a record of 20 minutes of sheer silence for meditating too. I mean, again, when you think about it in terms of AirPods to listen to silence, that's dumb, but for some reason on a vinyl record player, it does kind of make sense and maybe I'll get into meditating now. (laughs)
1: Remember when the big gnome was in the news about a month ago? Yeah, Howard, his name is. The world's tallest gnome had to find a new owner because they uh, sold that land and it needs a whole bunch of repairs and it just needs a new home at this point. So there was so much interest from around the island and then also in the lower mainland and beyond uh, to be the new owners of this gnome, which I just love, by the way. This is such a wholesome story and it makes me so happy. Um, But they narrowed it down to five people. They're just giving this gnome away to, to someone for free. And there was also so a GoFundMe page with the goal of raising $15,000 for its repairs and everything. Um, actually, $200,000. Uh, well, it looks like they're almost at their goal now, uh, which is excellent to see. Now, some of the places uh, that the gnome could end up is White River uh, Resort on Sayward, uh, Log Cabin General Store in Parksville, Fast Time Grand Prix in Parksville, Gailey Farms in Saanich. And I think the one that really stands out to me is Coombs. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to see it at Coombs. I mean, it already has all that that style there already. Um, I'm just really happy that they decided to give it a new home instead of giving up on the world's uh, tallest gnome and maybe, like, burning it like Burning Man. So I'm really happy to see that it will be going somewhere, and I'm sure we'll find out really soon where it ends up.
0: Oh, boy. Did you watch that Michael Jackson documentary yet, that Leaving Neverlands? Um, I found it on Crave TV. I mentioned to Jenny... Uh, last week or whenever it was when I was going to first start watching it, that I was going to watch it, and the young lady on the Zone phone right now is interested.
1: Ever since you mentioned you were going to watch the documentary, I thought, oh, and I was conflicted, and last night I watched the first part, and uh, I'm disturbed, man. Yeah. I don't know what to think.
0: It's rough, hey?
1: It's, It's rough.
0: Yeah, and I don't have kids or anything, but yeah, same thing. I was sitting there being like, this is difficult to watch. Okay, a couple of things and thoughts that I had. Um, Number one, it's interesting watching it from like this perspective in time because Michael Jackson died in what was like 2008, I think? Yeah. The trial happened where he was acquitted, and I think it was 2004. And so somewhere along the line, you know, since the mid-90s when these rumors started coming out, you know, I think all of our minds were pretty made up about Michael Jackson, and then you had the hardcore fans that didn't want to believe, so they just took the acquittal to mean that he had never done a single wrong thing ever in his life. But now these guys come out with this story, and I do believe them. And so I really hope, because Sam, i got to still watch the second-hand part of it. Me too. I hope it's less hard to watch, number one. I hope there's less graphic awful stuff in it. And I hope, number two, that it kind of bridges the gap. It kind of shows them, because I know that they – um, testified on his behalf at the trial. They did? Oh, yeah. So I hope it shows and, like, them explaining why they did that, what their mindset was, and uh, and then kind of, again, bridging the gap of, like, everyone kind of just forgetting about it and then him dying and everyone not wanting, I guess, to speak ill of the dead, and now oh. it taking to this point to, um, you know, the truth coming out, I think.
1: Ah, oh, it's freaking me right out. I don't think I can watch the other half but I have to
0: I think the other half now is gonna make us at least like it's not gonna be satisfying that's for sure and all the Oprah interviews in the world is not gonna wrap this up for us but no I think that at least we'll get a little bit more closure than how they leave that first
1: half dangling yeah that was insane and halfway through I'm like I'm throwing out the CD and my husband's like I thought you said you don't didn't buy into all this I'm like I'm disturbed now I gotta throw it out I don't know if I can listen to it right now
0: I know, it's going to be a very different Halloween this year without Thriller.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, I'm really trying to keep up to date on the SNC-Lavalin affair. Um, The Conservatives have uh, triggered a marathon voting session in the House of Commons uh, amid the SNC-Lavalin concerns. Um, So they've just been in the House of Commons for hours now, and I guess uh, tensions are high. But I'm looking into the highlights of what's going on in there, and there seems to be some strange arguments that don't really matter here's a perfect example Uh, mr speaker uh, we all know that the rules of the house do not permit us to eat in this place Uh, and i can't help but observing that during the last vote uh, a number of people were uh, eating uh, in their seats uh, including the minister of defense the minister of Canadian heritage and the prime minister who appeared to be hiding a bagel in his desk Mr. Speaker, the Prime Minister has already stained this place with corruption. He does not need to stain it with mustard as well. Exactly. Order.
0: Indeed, Mr. Speaker, I apologize. It was a chocolate bar
1: this is what they're spending their time on no don't do that oh it's so ridiculous oh, but man is that entertaining hey
0: <laughs> what chocolate bar do you think the prime minister sneaks when he's in uh, the house of Commons?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh coffee crisp why uh because he
0: strikes you as a coffee crisp
1: guy yeah and like you probably need some caffeine in there because you know a lot of food or drink right so i'm thinking coffee coffee crisp but also that's a tough one to be like Subtle about right because it's like you have to really crunch into it. Yeah. So maybe it's one of like a caramel because they have those little pieces that you can like casually.
0: Oh, take little pieces
1: off and eat.
0: See, what I would be doing is in my suit jacket, I would have like uh, forty Halloween candies up the um, arms, like bite sizes. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And then I would like pull a little quick move where like one comes down and I am able to like Just sneak bite it in. size ones. Bite size. Oh, that's smart. You know, variety. you know Yeah. You have variety of flavors.
1: That's great. That's a good technique. Yeah. Thanks. Okay.
0: Hey, happy Persian New Year. It is a day called Naruz. And I honestly had never heard about it until today. Uh, thankfully, um, our uh, new uh, promotion director, Lauren, told me that he was even a thing. I had no idea. Uh, Naruz, though, is not uh, small. More than 300 million people around the world celebrate it. And it actually it sounds really, really fun. I don't know about you, but like as I get older and... You know, I don't have any kids. Is the other thing, too. So I know that, like, when you have kids, all the celebrations that you grew up with get new and fun all over again. Halloween is fun all over again because you get to dress the kid up and take him trick-or-treating. And Christmas through a child's eyes, oh, my goodness, what a thing and all that, right? But when you don't have kids, it's just the same thing over and over again every year. And I'm just like, oh, my God, is it Christmas already? You know, like every single year. This is what we ought to do is like embrace other celebrations from around the world. So Naruz, from what I've read here, is like Christmas, New Year's, 4th of July, and big fire festivities, like big bonfire parties, uh, all mixed together. And then you eat delicious meats and rice and spices. It's family dancing or family gatherings, street dances, and loud banging on pots and pans. And it's the Persian New Year. And pretty much it's like everything that you like all kind of mixed into one. So why wouldn't you? So there you go. Happy Nowruz, Persian New Year. Go out on the street and bang some pots and pans about it tonight. <laughs> Lauren? Hi. You were saying that it has, it has something to do, you clean on Nowruz? That's part of it?
1: Yeah. So leading up to Nowruz, um, you do spring cleaning, so you clean your house top to bottom. Uh, sometimes you do a little bit of shopping, and you spend time with friends and family.
0: kind of like that, because spring cleaning is like a thing that everyone ought to do. Like, I, my house is in desperate need of a spring clean right now, and I want to, like, Marie Kondo it a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, you know, now's the time.
0: Now's, see, this is just like all sorts of cultures just coming together and celebrating and complimenting each other.
1: Absolutely, Paul.
0: All right, I'll get home and get all cleaning right. then in celebration. Get to work. Thank you. Love you everybody.
1: Oh man, right now we are playing a dark game. Okay, so it involves the internet. All you have to do is type in Florida man, followed by your date of birth, into Google and then see what headlines come up. So with my birthday, it came up, Florida man makes beer run with gator in hand. What? Okay, next one. uh, Florida man climbs playground equipment, allegedly yells to children about how babies are born. These are zoners who are uh, messaging these in on Facebook. You can join in if you want to. Uh, The next one that was a highlight was Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics and standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. Florida man threw sex toy on field at Monday night football game, cops say. And this one was a popular one this year. A Florida man caught on camera licking doorbell for three hours. What in the world is happening in Florida? If you want to join in, you know what to do. Florida man followed by your birthday into Google. That's what you get.
0: What was yours, by the way? Oh, it was pretty funny, actually. I posted it on Twitter if you wanted to read it. Okay. Uh, Mine was something like, Florida man is attacked by a squirrel who his neighbor raised to attack. (laughs) Whoa, really? Florida man attacked by a, quote, crazy squirrel gone nuts. Good pun. And it was raised by a neighbor. Okay. Mine is, Florida man arrested after hiding legless fugitive girlfriend in storage bin. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Well, you asked. On that note. It's a great state. Yeah. (laughs) Often gets to decide the presidency in that country. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the biggest swing state. And then this. Okay, let's call it. Thanks for joining the PJ party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live two to six weekday afternoons on the zone at 913 or around the world via the internet's tubes the zone.fm do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it paul and jenny are both on facebook twitter and instagram so get in touch thanks for joining the pj party hey do you like hockey art i'm talking to you do you like hockey i kind of like hockey yeah i kind of like it too i also really really like the vancouver canucks even though they're going through a bit of a rough patch right now yeah they suck old you I don't know if that's a nice thing to say, Art. We're trying to get people to listen to our podcast about the Canucks. Well, the thing about our podcast is it's awesome because the Canucks suck.
1: It's fucking embarrassing!
0: Well, it's just awesome regardless. So why don't you give it a listen? Mm-hmm. Where can we find it? iTunes, Podbean, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Boom. Listen.